Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Expert 2 Authority Show. And today we are talking about love languages, talking about the five love languages. We're going to talk about uh, which are the keys to better personal and business relationship. I'm here with my good friend, uh, uh, Pete Bennett, who is going to, uh, we're going to get started initially to understand about why this topic was so important for him because this is a, a, an episode that came from the back of conversations that happened privately over the past uh, shall we say uh, four years yeah about, yeah about four to five years and uh, um, so Pete uh, quick background uh, about you your business and how did you get so uh, and why was it important for you to learn about the love languages Okay, well, yeah, um, quick background. I've had uh, many businesses over the years. Uh, some have worked, some haven't. Some have made a lot of money, um, some haven't. Um, but I've also had something which is really significant in my life, which is a divorce. And I know you're, you're married, Simone, and I hope that you never, ever go through a divorce because uh, to show a little bit of vulnerability, um, it pretty much killed me. It cost me an awful lot of money, um, years worth of hard work and sacrifice. But more importantly than that, uh, the emotional cost was um, just beyond beyond um, description. I mean, I, I've had serious back surgery, spinal surgery, and uh, I thought that was painful. Going through a divorce, um, I, I, without the help of the young lady whose name I won't mention, who was my therapist, who introduced me to the, the five love languages. I honestly don't know how I would have made it through. Um, I, I've said this before, I'm probably too arrogant uh, to, to do anything really silly, like commit suicide, hmm. uh, but I can certainly see how people in that situation would. Um, and although it, it I didn't commit suicide, um, it took me to places where I don't want anybody else to have to go, particularly as it's so easy to avoid it. If I'd have known about the five love languages and taken them seriously, then um, my relationship, um, romantic relationship with my wife, I I'm sure would have been very different and better. Uh, mm -hmm. But also there is uh, um, parallels in the business world where the five love languages can really help your business relationships, whether that's with staff or whether that's with suppliers, customers, go so much better. So. For, for something which is so simple, um, I think it's worth taking the time uh, to learn to avoid pain and get extra gain uh, for the sake of reading a, a, a very short book. And mm. the, the book I'm quoting here is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Um, so uh, I, I agree with you. It is a... It is an important element. I was glad to be exposed to the five of languages quite early. So, um, it, it, and when I've learned it, it was uh, incredibly eye-opening. And what I appreciate about this conversation is also that you know sometimes we we, we look at people that are very successful in business, uh, like like you've been, you know, made built companies or companies. Uh, you did very well for yourself. But then uh, we don't see uh, sometimes the cost or what cost comes that uh, success and also the, um, the the personal the personal struggles that people have to go through um, or that people are going through while you are keeping a brave face 
and showing up no matter what because you you, you have a business while you know a big part of your personal life uh, is uh, is is going in completely like a, the opposite direction yeah and and not and not many people talk talk about it because uh, you know we should be able to to deal with everything right <laughs> yeah and as a business leader particularly uh, where you've got a lot of people relying on you I mean, if you, you think about it you've got your wife potentially your family your staff um there's a lot of pressure and it it all comes to to a single point which is you and men particularly are very very bad at seeking help for anything other than something practical or financial we just don't do it because we see it as a sign of weakness hmm. um and as we've spoken before um i think to reach out for help is probably the hardest and the bravest thing that men will ever do whereas the perception is that it's a sign of weakness yeah. and you know I, I normally say if you think that um that, that you're strong and you're coping with this on your own just give me one hour in a room with you uh, and i'll show you uh, what what it's really like to be strong because it means making yourself vulnerable you know what, what we're doing now isn't typically a masculine thing we're talking about emotions we as men we're not allowed to have emotions mm -hmm. uh, at least societally we're not um the risk of being a bit controversial but when has that ever stopped me the, the media is full of feminism and women's stuff and you know all of this stuff about empowerment and you know let, let's get all the buzzwords in you know, gender wars all this kind of stuff <clears throat> but for men uh, who are the i don't know why my just stop that happening for men who um the suicide rates are, are higher for men than they are for women there's yeah. almost no help and there is a, a huge stigma about reaching out and uh, and getting help and and it's just wrong and it needs to stop it needs to stop um so if i can do my little bit to, to help yeah that and that's um and, and that's why we are here i know it took you many years to open up and talk about uh, talk about this uh, um because of how deep um, it was. So let's let's talk about the, the five love languages and how, and, and in particular, just to set the frame of this interview, there is going to be things that also women are gonna pick up from it, absolutely. But this is, uh, just to give the framing, this is from the perspective of a man. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what we are, and we are not uh, saying that other causes, other things are not important. No, we are just, this is the context of, this particular uh, this particular episode and if you're a man listening then make sure please use what you're learning here what you're going to learn and also if you're a woman listening then you might be able to um, uh, understand better what sometimes a man can go through and also you will be able to integrate some of the things of the five love languages in your personal business life so let, let's start with the with the five love languages because i know that was a, a a big aha moment when you were going through therapy and your therapist helped you out understanding the five love languages that that was your big aha moment so yeah. let, let's get an overview of the five love languages why why are they important okay so the five love languages are important because it's the way that you naturally um are able to receive love or feel loved or feel appreciated but let's let's keep to the word love so it's not the way that you give love. And I wish I could stop this 
Discord thing popping up. I have no idea how to stop it. Um, it's not the way that you receive love. Uh, sorry, give love. It's the way that you receive love. And it's important because much like a, a, a normal natural language, if partner's love language or your staff's love language or your uh, supplier's customer's love language, then you'll be speaking uh, uh, and they won't be picking up the same messages that you're transmitting. So there'll be a complete um, mismatch. A little bit like um, I don't speak Italian, you speak Italian. Um, we would be able to get on um, by gestures, sign language, body language etc but we won't really be able to connect in the same way that if you're if i was a native speaker yeah. l'intervista non sarebbe la stessa se io parlo italiano exactly. non... yeah. I, i have no idea i'm sure i'm sure what you said was nice and, it, and I, at least i hope it is but i don't know what you're talking about and this is the kind of conversation that yeah. you're going to have with someone where particularly you know if it's a an intimate relationship or an important relationship and you're just going to be speaking across purposes that simple as that so so what, what are the five love what are the five love languages let's start let's start giving them i'm, I'm going to go through them five. one at a time rather than reel them all off i'll go through them one at a time and this is the challenge to the audience um as i go through them pick the one primary love language out of the five that you consider to be your love language and you can't wimp out you can have one primary and one secondary only so everybody has got some elements of all of these but the important thing is to man up and choose one as your primary and i think for most people it's pretty easily easy to do and one secondary and also write down um the the, the love language that you think is the love language of your significant other, your partner, your mm -hmm. wife, your girlfriend, whatever. Um, and an interesting exercise afterwards is to, to share this concept with them and see whether they agree, because if you've got it wrong, <laughs> it's not long before lawyers get involved, typically. So let's go through them. First one is, and no sniggering, physical touch. Physical touch, physical first touch. one. Right. I'm not talking about full on sex, although I could be. I'm talking about physical touch um, ranging from um, a handshake um, with a lady, particularly, you might want to um, put your hand on her arm and guide it into a, uh, into a seat at a restaurant. So rather than just gesturing towards the seat that you've clearly pulled out for her, being a sexist gentleman, because um, she's perfectly capable of pulling the seat out for herself, However, if you do that, that's also another love language, which we'll come on to later on. Physically guide her gently and non-sexually into the chair. And if her, if her primary love language is physical touch, that's going to resonate with her and make a connection, mm -hmm. right? In a business context, um, with different cultures, we, we talked about this before, you're Italian, you as a culture are quite touchy-feely. Ah, yes, um, we are. Yeah, so handshakes, man hugs, all that kind of stuff. That's natural to you. Um, in Kisses Japan, on the cheeks when we see it, when maybe yeah, someone that we never met before. Is that? <laughs> I sometimes wonder about you, like, honestly, I really do. But, but yes, it's definitely touchy. Whereas if you're in Japan, um, for instance, which is one that most people probably know is fairly distant, personal space is bigger, then it, it's it's not even a handshake. It's, it's a bow and it's a distance. And if you were to 
uh, turn up at, at, for a business meeting in Tokyo and start hugging and kissing and being all Italian, even though you're transmitting to them that this is friendly and this is what we do, they're going to receive it probably as a threat. Yeah. Um, certainly it's being rude and it's not going to endear them um, or endear yourself to them. Um, you know, it, in relationships, intimate relationships, again, I'm not talking about full on sex, although obviously that's part of it. Um, some uh, lesser things in terms of intensity, holding hands. That's one of my favorite things to do. You know, I, I honestly love to walk around a park or whatever, holding hands. That makes me feel close. Um, sitting in front of the TV and watching a movie, nothing better than a cuddle for me. Mm -hmm. um, but is that your partner's love language? Is that your partner's love language? Well, I, I had uh, actually we had this conversation with my, with my wife because my primary love language is, uh, um, is physical touch. So I feel appreciated when uh, I get cuddles, when I get caresses, uh, um, when I can feel my partner in, in, in that sense. And when you're watching a movie, like we're there on the sofa, like lying down and I'll be there and she, and she thinks she calls me the cat. Because it's like, well, why, 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 like, why are you like a cat? And, and of course, actually, physical touch is the least in the category, is the last in the category of her love languages. Right. So it's the way I feel love, and she needs to make an effort for me to feel love in that way. Yeah. And I would, I would need to make an effort for when we'll get there, I'll share what my partner love language is. Yeah, um, but that's that's what makes me feel loved. Like, just yeah. give me a cuddles when you're watching something, or hold my hand, or give me a pat on the back, or something, and, and I'm the happiest kid in the world. Yeah, and if you now that you've had that conversation, she will be um, aware that for you to feel loved, there needs to be physical touch, whether or not she likes it. And you'll we'll talk about mm -hmm. her her love language later on. You won't feel right unless there's physical touch and. Sorry to say it, but the cause of many affairs is not the need for for sex. It's the need to feel loved. Yes. And um, again, ladies, believe this or, or not believe it. But the reason a, a lot of men stray is not to get extramarital sex. It's to get extramarital feelings of being loved and appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'd even go so far as to say m many men um, will have sex with women when they don't necessarily want the sex they want the cuddle afterwards but the sex is 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 the work required in order to get the, the cuddle afterwards i can see i can probably hear women um shaking their heads in in disbelief um but it's actually true that's true you know so sometimes men will go out and, and subject themselves to performance anxiety and considerable financial cost and and risk and have an affair just to get the cuddles mad you can't and that's that's one thing you can't buy it you know you cannot go to a prostitute mm. and buy a genuine cuddle you can buy no. a facsimile of it and you can get you can buy sex but you can't buy the cuddle mm. at least not an authentic one so there you go ladies give them a hug that's that's the first one that's the first one next one um words of affirmation being affirmed in what you do as being appreciated by uh, your partner. So examples are, I really thought that you did that extremely well. I'm very proud of you. Wow, 
I am so impressed. I, I, I can't believe that out of all of the, the men in the world uh, that I could have been with, I'm with you. I'm so happy. So yeah. affirming your position. And of course, the same goes the other way. But, you know, we're focusing on men. Godness knows there's plenty of stuff out there for women. So this is this is for the gents. So ladies, here's what not to do. Here's what not to do. Don't nag and be negative because that's not affirming. When he comes mm. home from work, the first thing to do is to tell him how much you appreciate him. And then he's got he's more likely to come home to you rather than go and have an affair. Because if, mm-hmm. he's, if his primary love language is affirm, words of affirmation and he's getting nagged, that's actually the opposite to what he needs. And it's going to drive him. It's going to drive him away and not be receptive even for the request that you will have yeah. or yeah. That, that, that the woman will have. Absolutely. So, so nagging somebody about not spending enough time with them, which again, we'll come on to as a love language. If their um, love language is words of affirmation, you're actually giving them an aversion to being with you. Mm-hmm. So just by showing appreciation and affirmation, you can turn somebody who dreads going home into somebody who can't get home quick enough. Yeah. Um, again, and, 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 and I got to say, that's my actually my second love language. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, words of affirmation. Uh, if my wife says, uh, hey, I'm really proud of you. I love you. Or, hey, you did that great. I really enjoyed the time. Whatever she says that is a positive reaffirmation that makes me feel great, makes me love her even more. And that was one of the things, actually, when we went through therapy with my wife, we were through. Um, because uh, that was one of the things that I brought to the table, actually. It, yeah. was, it, it always feels I'm doing things wrong. It always feels that no matter what I do, it's never good enough. And that wasn't true in her mind, but the way it was expressed and the lack of acknowledgement then created that feeling in me. And once we were able to understand that part of the dynamic, then our relationship became better because I didn't feel that was a failure as a man or as a husband, because I also had the positive reinforcement that made me feel good about myself so I could feel good in the relationship. And the sad thing is many people think things, but don't say it. So, you know, she might think Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of you, but mind reading is not one of the five love languages. So that's, that's exactly what she said. It's like, but of course I love you, but of course I'm proud of you. But of course, it's like, for me, it's important to hear that. Like for you is important for me to show up on time or then we're going to go into our love languages and so on. But that's important for me and that changed the dynamic of our relationship 100 percent. yeah and it's it, it all of them are important but vocalizing things for people who need words of affirmation mm-hmm. keep the, the clues in the name isn't it they need to hear the words it's no longer you know logically you could you could say i love you darling and um please assume that that condition persists unless advised otherwise um you know that's not the way to do this. You have to keep affirming yeah. over and over again that they're still appreciated because this is not logical. This, this is an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can learn it. You know, if you know that you're, um, if that's her love language, go out of your way to, to say things and give her compliments, even if it feels a bit corny to you and a little bit over the top. And you develop that yeah. habit and it becomes part of a bonding mechanism between you. 
Yeah. So, and so how about in the business sector? How do you how do you trans, translate that in the in the, in the business world? Um, it's actually very similar in that if one of your employees does something really well, tell them. Don't always wait for people to screw up and then tell them off. You know, give them um, give give them compliments. Obviously, not creepy compliments, but compliments about their work, uh, even if you assume that you're paying them to do that and therefore that's part of their job. Uh, people work for money because they need it, but they often stay in a job because they feel valued. And mm. as, a, as a manager, then it costs you literally nothing to, to make them feel good and they're more likely to work better if they feel good. Also, if you're, if you're not a manager or a company owner um, and your boss gives a really good presentation or does something well, Tell them. It might, it, it's not brown nosing mm. as long as it's not done in a sort of supercilious way or um, you know a way which is obviously to curry favour. Yeah. Tell them. Um, you know, I, I've I've been at the top of companies as you have, and would you ever be offended if a subordinate gave you some attaboys? No, I love them even more. Being a lot yeah. words of appreciation, being one of my love languages, it happens also in business. Yeah. So <laughs> they they get something back even if they don't want to, <laughs> even if they don't want anything back. Yeah. So it's, I think in some ways, maybe, I don't know whether this is a cultural thing as well, but British people are quite reserved and sometimes yeah. find it difficult to be expressive and show appreciation. Um, but we should do it more. I mean, why not make a, a resolution like tomorrow, tell somebody something that you like that they've done or said mm. or are and see what the reaction is and um, if you get fired <laughs> then it wasn't the right place for you to work in in the first place i would suggest <laughs> yeah you're right so words of affirmation is the second all one. right the second what's the third one the, the third one again no sniggering acts of service again acts of service I'm, I'm not talking about things which are sexual although it could be um, I'm talking about doing something for someone that they like, irrespective of whether hmm. you like it. So, um, you know, at the simplest level, it could be uh, offering or not offering, but taking the trash out, taking the rubbish out. Mm -hmm. um, it could be um, clean the wife's car and tell her afterwards that, you know, you, you, you've just cleaned the car hmm. because you want to express your love and appreciation. Um, breakfast in bed is a great one. Don't wait till Valentine's Day. Take them breakfast in bed. Um, I don't know if, if you're a bit older. Warm the slippers. Just just do something <laughs> that is prepare that prepare the hot water bottle before going to before going to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's often the little things, um, not the big things. Like you know, remembering what they like to drink. And then yeah. bringing them that drink without being asked to do it. So serving them. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be massive grand gestures. It, mm. Little things um, show that you've put the thought in. And, and that's, that's what's important for, in that case, for that person. Um, I'm very familiar with this because act of service is actually my least uh, favorite like my least important in my own rank, 
of yeah. the five of languages, but actually it's my wife most important. And what's unique about our relationship is that my, my least important is the most important and vice versa. So we actually had to learn and that we went through therapy for that, but we had to learn on really think about the other person because here is about, as you're mentioning, it's not about giving love in the way you want to receive love, but it is giving love in the way the other person feels loved. And uh, I, that used to, the act of service parties used to drive me mad mm -hmm. because I didn't know what would mean for what an act for service was for her or what was important on her list. So yeah. recently I started doing something that um, it actually had really brought us closer together. Like she was like, oh my God, I love you so much. You're amazing. It's like, well, and uh, I asked her, okay, so tell me what are all the things that are, that, that are bothering you right now? You know, all the things that you have in the back of your mind that you are able to see, but I'm not seeing because I'm not in your mind. But of course, she expects me to see them, right? I said, no, I don't see them. So tell me. So I just went down and I spent like 20 minutes with a with notepad type, like, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. And then I started doing throughout the week, I started doing these things, checking them off. Bum, yeah. bum. For her, I, I don't think I've ever heard, I never saw her so in love with me. It's like, oh my God, like you're the best. And, and, but it's a conscious effort because I need to put my head down and say, and think to myself, okay, I need to do something because it's important for her yeah. because naturally I will not do it. Yeah. It's not, it's not about you. It's about her, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, th that's example I gave right at the very beginning with pulling, you know, a, a lady's chair out so she can sit down. I mean, of course she's fully capable of doing it herself, but if you do it for her, it, again, you're providing a service yeah. to her and, uh, and showing that you care with staff. Um, I don't know whether you, I know you and I shared an office at one stage. Um, mm -hmm. um, I used to occasionally cook the staff a barbecue or go out and get food or, or something, which is, it's a pleasurable thing to do, but it's like, it's not the same as hiring caterers in. Um, yeah because you're making the effort to do something for them even just holding the doors open and things like that it, it, it means a lot of it means a lot to some people um yeah. if their love language is active service um, um there we not, are it, it, this stuff isn't hard is it this is the thing it's not complicated yeah. it's, you just need to think of it so that was number three should we move on to number four let's move on to number four right and again this is a contentious one sometimes receiving of gifts receiving mm. of gifts why, why do you say it's a contentious one because the moment you admit that one of your love languages is receiving of gifts then um you're into the territory of gold diggers uh right. hypergamy right. if you've heard that um that word particularly for women you know women that go out with men just because they get showered with yeah. gifts yeah. now there are women like that we've all known them there are there are I was going to say there are men like that, but actually there are far more women like that. Hypergamy is baked into the female psyche, mm -hmm. but um, it's not about going out with or, or the value of the gift, particularly. It's not about buying them expensive gifts. It's about thinking about a gift that they like and actually doing mm. it. So, you know, the classic is flowers. When, when do men give women flowers? Um, 
normally Valentine's Day, yeah, and when they've screwed up, right? And the, and the size. The sorry, of the flowers. The yeah. sorry flowers. The sorry flowers. Sorry flowers. Yeah. Um, but if she, re if her love language is receiving of gifts, rather than going and spending a hundred pounds because it's Valentine's Day or because you've just screwed up, just just go to the the, the supermarket or the petrol station, buy a fiver's worth of daffodils unexpectedly and give them to her. Mm. It's not the daffodils, it's the sentiment. Yeah. Um, go out of your way to find something that she would appreciate as opposed to just clicking on a website. You know, I don't know, she collects fridge magnets. Go and get her a really nice fridge magnet. It honestly doesn't matter what the item is. It's mm. the exchange of the gift which makes them feel... Um, yeah special um how do you feel i, I actually don't like receiving gifts uh, to me it's that's that's one of my neither for me and my wife uh, is uh, that important let's say it sits mid of the list yeah um so if i have them it's nice for that moment i would appreciate it if i don't it's like i don't if i if there are other things in place i prefer other things and uh, my wife is the same. Yeah. So it's not a big deal for either of you. No. In fact, like most of the time when we are thinking about actually what gift are we buying for each other, if even for birthdays, we are thinking, okay, what experience we want to have. And actually, instead of buying something physical, we will go and do an, have an experience for each other or, you know, yeah. booking a flight somewhere because that material part it is, it is nice to have in that moment. But after it's quickly forgotten compared to other things that can be more yeah. important. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, with some people who really don't like receiving gifts, it can be a, a turn off because it makes them feel obligated. It makes them feel uncomfortable. Right, because now they need to feel obligated to give that gift back. And because yeah. it's not their love language. Then, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. And, and that's why sometimes buying expensive gifts is even worse because, I don't know, let's let's be silly to make a point. You go out and spend a thousand pounds on a watch and give it to someone, then suddenly they feel they've got a thousand pound obligation back to you, yeah. which can be really stressful, particularly if the person you know is, a, is struggling. So yeah. giving gifts can sometimes be really unkind. Um, and also it makes them feel that you're trying to buy their favor. So be, I'm very careful with gifts, probably because it's not my love language, but I, I'm also aware of how uncomfortable it can make people feel. Yeah. So, you know, or it can make people fall in love with you if it is their love language. Yeah, yeah. Completely. So yeah. that's that. And and I got to say, one of the ways I think, because I've got, I think I never had this conversation, but I've got one of my business partners in the uh, funnel building agency that we have, that she always, she makes a point every time it's my birthday, or for Christmas, she will go out of her way to make incredible gifts. She will go out of her way. My assumption is, in fact, her bird is coming up and I'm going to test it out. But my assumption is that their love language is actually uh, gifts. Could be, uh, yeah. because, because that's what she's been doing with me and Lovelda. Like every time there was a gift, there was a gift. And she does it with her heart. Uh, so my assumption is that, so I'll test it out during her birthday, which is coming up in three days uh, so. <laughs> all right well, what we've got a uh, what was the was the fifth one yeah so um that but that's an important point that you make um people in the same way that you speak italian and they're comfortable speaking italian 
uh, you're usually more comfortable giving in the way that you want to receive. Yeah. So you normally assume that the other person's love, love language is the same as yours. And, you know, given that there's five of them, there's only a 20% chance that it is. So check. And, and that's what creates problems because yeah. we can give love in the way we want to receive it. Yeah. Without I'm, thinking actually what the way they want to receive it. Yeah. So you could be expressing love and actually by doing so, making them feel repelled from you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Right. Last one. And this is something that as a business owner, um, it's very easy to screw up and that's quality time, quality time, not just time, but quality time. And, um, it's something that if that's her love language, there is no way that you can substitute that with any of the other five love languages. So you can't mm -hmm. throw money at it. Thousand pound watch ain't going to cut it. Um, it's no good telling her how brilliant she is as a, as a businesswoman or how amazing her Yorkshire puddings are if she's a, if cooking is her thing. Um, quality time. And as a business person, this is ever so difficult because yeah. there's always something more important that crops up that has you know, the, the, the possibility of interrupting that quality time and to, to be a bit extreme to make the point, if you've promised quality time and you don't deliver, it's tantamount to saying, um, I don't love you anymore, or, or even I hate you because I'm deliberately mm. I'm taking that time and using it on something which I consider to be more important. And there's nothing yeah. worse than telling someone that they're not significant to you, particularly if you love them. That, that, that was, um, that's actually my, that's Lovelda's second love language is quality time. And uh, that was the trigger that got us to go to the first therapist. Um, and then we, we were one year in, uh, in, in our marriage. So I was thinking like I was complete failure as a man. So it's like, I cannot make this work in a year and we are already here in therapy. But the first year was one of the worst. And the reason why was that I was working so much. And I think that a lot of men that run a business can relate that you had that, that experience, like you work so much that your business is, is the main priority, but not because you don't love your partner. It doesn't have anything to deal with the love that you feel for your partner. I can love my partner to death, but business, I was spending so much time on the business that what was missing for her was quality time because there was no quality time. They were broken promises. Oh yes, we're going to do this. Oh, I've got this business meeting coming up. Cancel. Yeah. As you mentioned, that's a stab in the back. That means I don't love you. You're not important to me. And because I was not having time as well, I would not be able, I was not able to do actor services, which require also time to do the actor yeah. service because I didn't have any time aside. And that's why things got so sour after the first year. Yeah. Because we were in, I wasn't giving her the, I wasn't making her feel loved and I wasn't making her feel appreciated. Uh, and that was because I was spending way too much time on my business. Yeah. And I, you know, I think I, I was the same in many ways. Um, and the ironic thing is I was working really hard to build a business to make enough money so that we could have more quality time in the future. Yeah. So, the time horizon was wrong and the problem with quality time it's a little bit like oxygen you need it all the time you can't say well just hold your breath for a year 
and then you'll have all the fresh air you want because we'll we'll, we'll be retired. Um, we can go and live by the seaside, by the country. You, you've got to keep giving it. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not doing sackcloth and ashes because my my wife could have told me more, and we could have, you know, both made changes to make that happen. So I'm, I'm not saying that I was always the bad guy, but it's so easy to get into this where um, business comes first and things which are not important in inverted commas get cancelled. I, I didn't have kids, but I can imagine it's where the similar thing, you know, like I know you, you're supposed to be going to watch little Johnny sing in the choir for the first time, but an, a, a, an important client comes to town and you skip going to see them sing, mm. which is not that important to you, but that, that could crush them forever. That you haven't yeah. made that time for them. Um, yeah. How how do you translate this to in the, in the in the business in the in the business sector like really, for, for your really employees? Simple. Really simple. Um, if you, if you manage a team, I'm guessing that you have team meetings, or um, more usually and more importantly, one to one meetings with your staff. So mm -hmm. never skip a one to one because that's quality time, and it could well be. That if it's only a, say once a month one to one meeting or once every few months or once a week whatever, that's a big deal to that person and yeah. and if you skip that for anything other than a medical emergency, um, then that's saying that there are more important things to you than them, within reason. I mean, obviously we've got businesses to run, but sure. if you consistently don't show up or or rearrange. Uh, one to ones, then that's clearly saying that time is my time is is, is not um, for you. Therefore, yeah. I don't value you. And again, it, giving them a pay rise, giving them a bonus doesn't matter. It's, the, the currencies are not interchangeable. And that's that's the message that you're sending out. So let, let's um, I have a, so we have um, a physical touch, words of affirmation, uh, quality time. Uh, uh, gift and act of service. So these are the, the five love languages that we have discussed. Before we wrap up, I have a question for you. What would you say to men that were you were, was that like seven, eight years ago? Seven, eight years ago, where, where like, that they don't make time for the, their, that with their business, it becomes so important for them that, and they, they have the right intention. They, they do it for their family. They want to do it for their future, but then somehow yeah. they neglect the other person. I think the first thing. Neglect is a yeah. strong word. So it's no, don't no, show love. No, no, I, I yeah, no neglect is the wrong word. Well, I think it, it's not, it's neglecting to take the time to realize that you both have love languages and um, at the very least you should you should both read that book or an abstraction of that book and talk about it um, and then you know if quality time is is important to her then make sure that you put quality time in the diary and make that as important as a, as a business meeting um, but also recognize that it has to be a two-way street. And as a man, you know, we do tend to take the world on our shoulders and always try and uh, but, you know, carry the burden on our own. Mm. It's okay to talk to your 
wife or your partner and say, look, I'm feeling really stressed. Um, I know that you need quality time. I need quality time with you. It's just really difficult at the moment. And can I ask for your words of affirmation or physical touch um, as a down payment on quality time later on? But you have debts come with interest. So if you do it once a week, maybe it's date night. Date night's a great idea, by the way. Take your wife yeah. out on a date. Um, that's quality time, isn't it? And lots of other things can happen there. Physical touch, acts of service, pull the chair out, go home, bit of, bit of rumpy pumpy. You know, make schedule some of that in. Um, but recognize that this stuff comes with interest. So if you skip date night, then yeah. eventually date night turns into a two-week holiday that you owe her and by extension owe each other. Um, but it's a question of being grown up and cognizant of this. And I honestly don't know why this stuff isn't taught in schools because it isn't difficult, is it? Hmm. It's not hard. What we've just talked about isn't hard. No. Um, and and is uh, and is the base of uh, human communication. I mean, yeah. the way you love someone feels loved and appreciated. They feel loved and appreciated within that relationship or within a friendship or within the work environment. Like change the context. We're not just talking about the romantic relationship, and um, but it's all the relationship. We all have the same way of experiencing love and feeling yeah. appreciated, feeling valued, feeling wanted, which is. Yeah deeply inside what we want as human being. That's what makes us fit in. That's what gives us the feeling of belonging somewhere or to someone. Completely. And, you know, the, the thing I really like about this is that there's lots of sort of deep psychology and clever stuff, but this is just dead simple. Um, and so if you haven't had the conversation about this with your, with your significant other, um, do it this weekend. Mm -hmm. take some quality time go on a date together and you know take this list and go through them and honestly i think it could literally save marriages oh save mine yeah it yeah. save, save mine big time and uh, i'm eternally grateful that's why i wanted to talk uh, with you because when you mentioned that uh, now you were like that you wanted to talk and not only about uh, you know your experience uh, what you've learned but also the five of languages say so, okay this definitely needs to be a podcast a podcast episode um i, I know that uh, so for you like if someone wants to get in touch with you because uh, you know there might be some people that can definitely relate with your story that we're maybe things either are hopefully it's not too late or they see that they need some help what, what's the best way to get in touch with you and What's the next step? Uh, well, the best thing to do is just reach out to me on Facebook at uh, Pete Bennett UK. So P E T E B E W N E double T E double T UK, and we can have a chat. I mean, I, I don't have a product to sell. I don't. I'm not pushing anything here, uh, but I'm happy to have a chat. Um, and I would urge men, particularly, um, to stop trying to pretend to be strong and present an image of being strong and actually be strong instead, rather than trying to look strong, actually mm. be strong and reach out, whether it's to me or to other people um, and actually start having the conversations um, because it's going to cost you a lot of money if you're married and it goes wrong and you don't, but it could cost you more than money. And I think that's when um, 
I've, I've never done alcoholic stuff and things, but they say that the, the time to stop drinking is when it's costing you more than money. Um, yeah. I, I would say the time to stop trying to look strong is when it's costing you uh, more more than money because it can, could end up costing you your life. And that's pretty weak, really, to not reach out, isn't it? It is. It is. Peter, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure uh, having this conversation with you. Uh, we went on the Fable of Languages, talked about your story. And of course, like if you, uh, it, uh, one, if you're a woman listening to this and you know a man that uh, could benefit from this message, maybe your own partner, maybe a friend, send him this interview, share it to one or two people. Uh, you can you can save their life, you can save their ma their marriages. The impact of for them listening to this conversation is going to be deeper than probably you think. And then secondly, um, if uh, you're uh, if you're a man, then you're listening. Just make sure you reach out if you, this message is relevant for you. Learn about the five of languages. Read the book. Reach out to Pete. Have a conversation. Um, uh, in this case, because that can really help. Um, Pete, any any final message before before we wrap up or? Um... The only final message is actually do it as opposed to just say you're going to do it and then uh, run away because some men will, will will be frightened to do this because um, this is uncomfortable territory. So actually do it. Prove you're strong by actually doing it. Mm. Prove you're strong by actually doing it. Pete, thank you very much. I'll, uh, and everyone else, thank you for joining, thank you for watching, or thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. <laughs>